I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, I think I've got an interesting mix of topics to cover in tonight's program. I'm going to start off with um, cutting-edge information concerning neurological damage that's being done to society around the planet, actually. And um, we're going to get into the ultimate truths of reality, which is always a good uh, wake-up call for how things work in this world. And also, um, We'll get into uh, some deep yoga concepts from uh, Sri Ramana Maharshi. And um, time permitting, we'll also get into some more information regarding uh, Andara crystals. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of Japa yoga or mantra repetition. Always sets the tone for the rest of the show. And uh, that'll be led by Sri Swami Satchidananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Oh, 
Yes, that was Sri Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to now take this opportunity to give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you, and I'd like to invite you to email me concerning... um, your suggestions towards program content, as well as you can ask questions about any of the topics that are presented on ET Yoga, and I will get back to you with um, the best answer I can come up with. And also, um, nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes, utilizing uh, concepts, ideas, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. And by the way, there's a special reason to contact me concerning tonight's program. Um, If you're having uh, some similar experiences to the ones I'll be presenting, I would really like to hear from you. And uh, you can contact me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O at yahoo.ca. That's paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O at yahoo.ca. I'd like to now give my usual disclaimer that this program was created 
in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, it's provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And if you're a new listener to ET yoga, you should know that for about a decade now, at least, I've been um, applauding your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability, given your particular circumstance. And as the years go by, it becomes more and more important. Now, in uh, preparing for tonight's program, there was a... couple of sentences that kind of set things off, and that's kind of how I do ET yoga programs, is something catches my eye during the week, and I typically follow that idea out to its logical conclusion and um, see where the information takes me. And this is what caught my eye this week. A strong case can be made that the societal chaos we are experiencing from a lack of fundamental self-preservation instincts to the inability to think critically is evidence of society-wide neurological injury. And I'm going to repeat that because I think it's worth repeating. A strong case can be made that the societal chaos we are experiencing from a lack of fundamental self-preservation instincts to the inability to think critically is evidence of society-wide neurological injury. And uh, I've been noticing for a couple years now that just kind of mind-boggling conclusions that people come to uh, that were telling me that people are not able to think critically. Like they add two and two and get five. And I've talked to some street people that um, when they're asked if they had um, gone for all the jabs, they go, well, what, do I look stupid? Like, these are people that are not highly educated. They're not, um, you know, out there on the Internet every day uh, researching information just from basic instinct. They kind of know that something's not right for them. And, of course, some of this neurological damage is due to excessive aluminum in the chemtrails and subliminal programming through your cell phones and television and graphene and the injections and hydrogels and the testing processes and frequency influence through the 5G towers. But let's hope that the hundredth monkey effect is taking place 
and that the majority of mankind has figured out that your governments, your medical systems, and your mass media are complicit in the attempted genocide of humanity. And if you haven't figured that out, I made a comment here that, and I and I, I scratched it out. I said, my first instinct was to say, if you can't figure that out, you're an idiot. But I scratched that out. I thought, oh, maybe that's too harsh. And then as I kept researching this topic, I see even the Pleiadians are talking about the idiotization of the population. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's kind of interesting. And, um, I mean, there's no such thing as honest elections. Um, freedom of speech has gone down the toilet. Uh, there's so much suppression that people uh, with um, really valid information are forced to uh, go to alternative um, media to express themselves. And uh, in my opinion, I don't see any fixing the situation. I think the only the only uh, real solution is to toss them all. Uh, this is also the conclusion of the 5D Pleiadians, the team that's visiting Earth that's uh, giving information at swaru.org and at uh, cosmicagency at odyssey.com. And um, it would appear that this fall, humanity is going to get hit with everything but the kitchen sink. And um, I understand that there are like at least uh, protests in about 100 different countries around the world. Of course, you don't see much about it in the media. But where is the protest in the United States? Like, I don't know. Everybody's been numbed out. They don't get it. They don't get what's going on. I mean, it's neurological damage. I mean, there's to me, there's only one real strategy that the uh, Palladians also suggest, and that is there needs to be total non-compliance with directives made by the CDC, the World Health Organization, um, and any even federal government um, directives to uh, lockdowns. And um, just to throw in, in my opinion, and the Pleiadians um, from the Tigetan um, sector of the Pleiades, say that basically the uh, the war that's going on over in Europe right now with Russia and Ukraine is largely a distraction from losing the narrative over this uh, the jabs. And um, by the way, the cabal controls both sides of all wars and all conflicts. And the truth is that humanity is a sucker to buy the propaganda from both sides. It's just another way to get humans fighting among ourselves. And if there's one thing that humanity so far has not learned is that we need to stick together as humans because we're being controlled by an extraterrestrial race and now AI. And uh, we really can't afford to be fighting each other. And the second thing that we need to learn is you don't fight against the negative, but you create a new positive. 
when you fight against the negative, it just gets you tangled up in their crap. And um, one of the things you can do is to start by tossing your television set. Or, at the very least, do not watch mainstream news. I'm going to share with you some information from one of, I think, the best books that's ever been written, Barbara Marciniak's Bringers of the Dawn. This is related to television. And guess when this came out? About 50 years ago? Yeah, that's how, that's how long it's been. And it goes like this. Most of the subliminals on television are done through technology that was developed in conjunction with off-planetary beings. The use of subliminals to upset human consciousness has become a worldwide program. If you think about the houses that have two, three, and four televisions in them, you must agree that this has been a very successful marketing program. Some of the people who know about the subliminals on television feel that they are immune to them. However, the effects of television are so permeating that no matter how clear you say you're going to be, you cannot counterbalance what the technology is presently doing to your vibrational frequency. As a matter of fact, if you really want to evolve, do not read your newspapers, do not listen to the radio, do not watch television. If you're able to be media-free for periods of time and you disengage yourself from the frequency of chaos and anxiety and stress and hustle and bustle and temptations of all kinds that you don't need, you begin to get clear. You begin to listen to what's going on inside of yourself and to live in the world and not necessarily be lost in it. Not to mention that uh, mass media now has moved into a whole new territory where it's like mass lies. Um, we cannot, this is Pleiadian saying, we cannot emphasize this enough. Electronics also jam your frequency. Plus, as we have said, many of them are designed to create static so that you will always stay at a certain vibratory rate, turning you into safe, harmless, inactive cattle. And that's exactly what they've turned society into. And um, I don't know, you know, how to make it more, more clear than that. Um, and this was uh, 50 years ago they were telling us this. Get rid of your TVs. The main weapon for basically brainwashing you, and um, society just goes for anything that anything that's new out there that's related to technology. They just they just go for it. Now, in addition to this technology, way too many people are just totally addicted to their cell phones. I mean, people don't get that we're being taken over by an AI consciousness that operates through 5G towers and the Internet of Things. This, this AI consciousness is capable of basically being aware of all the conversations that are taking place on the planet through everybody's cell phone. You have to, to be really diligent about 
how you use it and when you use it. And uh, you walk around and you just see people are just, you know, go to a restaurant and you look around and everybody's on their cell phones. I mean, it's just, I mean, you wonder why we're being taken over by AI. Use your cell phone as sparingly as possible. And you're also being influenced by this technology. And we're also being manipulated by frequencies from the 5G system. And there's hardly anything being said about that. As far as I was concerned, in the 2020 presidential election, there were two major topics that I was most interested in hearing some public debate about. And that was the rollout of 5G and, of course, the jabs. And was there any discussion about that? Well, not that I saw, not on any of the presidential debates. No, carefully avoided the two most important topics. And there's a new issue, and I can't find information about this now, but there's some kind of bacteria now that's killing people. And most of the people that have get this bacteria are mostly elderly who have had recently uh, an operation. And they acquire this bacteria while they're in the hospital. And um, in Europe, they seem they call this a clostridia. But uh, basically, the, um, uh, it, it just um, boggles the mind here. I saw an article about a month ago that said there were 207 hospitals in the United States that had this bacteria. Um, but it begs the question, why is this not being reported? I mean, I, I don't, didn't know hardly anybody who knew about this until recently. And why is it only happening in hospitals? It's not in private hospitals. And I happen to know uh, a doctor in my neighborhood that needs some minor surgery, but he's, he's too afraid to go actually go into the hospital. Interesting. And um, more to the point here is that uh, I noticed uh, yesterday um, that on a show called uh, Deanna Lorraine, she had a doctor on called Dr. Brian Artis. And uh, he says that um, many people now are being given as a COVID protocol um, if they refuse remdesivir, which we know is horrible, uh, they give them this uh, drug called O-L-U-M-I-A-N-T, Olumiant, made by Eli Lilly. And it's also known, patients are told that it's called uh, vorcitinib, which is V-O-R-C-I-T-I-N-I-B. And according to this doctor, our artist, ARDIS, uh, right on the right on the inserts or the what he calls it the black box info. <laughs> These are ugly poisons and um, can cause death and heart attacks. And um, also interesting to note that it's FDA approved. Isn't how convenient. And more startling to me actually is the fact 
that in the neighborhood, one block neighbor, neighborhood of one block long, and of just my own family and associated friends, I'm aware of 10 deaths in the last two months with all similar characteristics. And these 10 deaths uh, were um, basically eight of the 10 people walked on their own two feet into a hospital with minor issues and were dead inside of two or three weeks. And they all had similar things happen. They caught this uh, so-called bacteria and uh, it can kill you apparently. But if you live through it, it totally depletes your system. I mean, absolutely, totally knocks you down to zero. So then you require um, an IV to get some nutrients into your system. And then um, inexplicably, um, these, all these people have the same issues where all of a sudden while they're getting this IV, um, their heart rate and their blood pressure um, fluctuate to high extremes which then ends up putting them on a ventilator where they eventually died. And um, one of the family members that died that in my family, uh, yeah, they went in for hip surgery and ended up dying on a ventilator. And uh, when we went to the, um, one of the uh, priests that uh, had um, deals with uh, viewing the bodies after, he was telling us that he's very concerned because he's seeing way too many people coming in where they're all puffy in the feet and the hands. And, um, and he, he was, he's, he's bringing this up to us that, uh, he, he's very concerned about all this. And uh, I have another neighbor that, um, she's, she needs knee surgery and her, her relative works in the hospital. And, um, she was told not to go in, not to go in and have her knee surgery because she might not make it out. So I'm just passing this on because, uh, to me, uh, it is totally outrageous. And they're bringing up the point on this uh, on this program that's actually it's not at Rumble because, of course, it wouldn't be on any mainstream media because that's all censored. Um, but. Um, on this Deanna Lorraine show, they're making the point that these protocols, the COVID protocols, are killing people. And uh, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's worse than that. It's not just the COVID protocols. It's just for anything. I mean, don't you think it, is this coincidental that 10 people in one block and just family and friends, is 10 people dead inside of two months? So if you're having somewhat similar experience somewhere, I appreciate you email me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, at yahoo.ca because I'd kind of be interested to know if, you know, <laughs> this is all a, a coincidence in this one block area and my friends and family, or is this happening all over the place? Now, also interesting, from the Palladian point of view, they say, I see salt. I see people on earth being attacked with salt. And isn't this interesting? Salt in various forms or chemical compounds derived from salt that end up not being the type of salt the nervous system, especially the brain needs, being left with a def deficit of sodium of the correct type, which opens the human mind to parasitization and zombification, mind control, 
and closing them off from seeing what's obvious. And uh, <laughs> this is what I keep saying here. I mean, like, okay, um, how do people come to the conclusion that, sh- that they should be taking these experimental DNA therapies uh, when, from the very beginning, at the very most positive, they were hoping that these might lessen the symptoms, was never, even according to the um, pharmaceutical companies, was never promoted as a prevention from COVID. So it doesn't prevent anything. You got a 99% recovery rate, but people take it. Duh. Yeah. I mean, like, you'd expect that maybe from a four or five-year-old. And um, where does a country like Canada get off mandating um, experimental gene therapy, DNA therapy? Where where do they get off with this? And I'm saying people don't seem to be aware, but I know people who are prisoners in Canada. They're from Europe. They can't come home to their family funerals. They can't get out of the country unless they're vaccinated. You can't enter Canada nor leave Canada uh, for an experimental gene therapy. I mean, this is outrageous, but most of Canadians, they're all for that. You don't see anybody protesting that. And by the way, it was the Canadians back in the the swine flu days that uh, when 16% of Europeans uh, took the swine flu and only 16% of Americans, it was 50% of Canadians. So yeah, they know where the soft touch is. It's Canadians. And um, this Athena Swaru says that a connection between salt, industrialized salt, that modulates the possible electrical frequency of the central nervous system, sodium fluoride, another kind of artificial salt, with the mental lethargy in which humanity finds itself, especially with regards to the pandemic. As is already known, sodium fluoride is used to lull people to sleep to make them docile and submissive. And this is part of the sorcery that she's talking about of the black magic that's present here as well. Because there is black magic here, according to Athena Swaru, Tegetan Palladian, they use it. And we know Illuminati uses ritual and black magic and all kinds of stuff. Of course, it's not very well known in society. And what's the ultimate purpose? To further idiotize the population. Well, if that's possible, yeah, if that's possible, to further idiotize them, control the masses with a view to global depopulation, to avoid the Great Awakening. And um, Yazi Swaru says, I assure you that people are under black magic, aided by electromagnetic frequencies, and in turn, uh, enhanced by body sodium control. And I, by the way, I don't know, for whatever reason, I never use regular salt. I always use either Himalayan salt or sea salt. And according to the Tagetans, so if the people wish to protest, so be it. However, mass disobedience is the correct response. Ignore governments on mass. But since there's not enough mass of the population ignoring governments in mass, then they say the main thing is to just do something because the the plan out there is 
basically to get you to do nothing. And so far, that's what's really happening. So moving on to the ultimate truth of reality, which uh, to me have always been, um, I've always been amazed that more people don't go into these because these were kept in um, the mystery schools for about 2,000 years. And Gene Hatch uh, channeled um, Mother Mary and uh, got this list oh, probably 15 years ago. I bring it up so every so often because nobody knows about them. Hardly anybody, anyway. And uh, here's the, the list. Prime creator, God, is all that is. Therefore, I am prime creator expressing itself as me. Two, I am not striving for perfection as I'm already perfect. What I'm striving for is to remember my perfection. Three, no one can create in my reality but me. Four, nothing can be in my reality unless I create it. Five, everything in my reality is created by my beliefs. Six, as a creator, I am 100% responsible for everything I create. Seven, everything happens for a reason. Eight, there are no accidents. Nothing happens by chance. Nine, there are no accidents. Nothing happens. No, nine, I create 100% of the time. And I have the power to choose whether I apply that 100% toward creating what I want or energizing what I don't want. Ten, I am the only one there is. I am not divided into parts. Eleven, all events are neutral. There are no negative experiences, although I can choose to define any experience as negative. Therefore, if I'm experiencing negativity in my life, then I have chosen it. Twelve, there's only one vibration, love. Fear is the illusion of the absence or lack of love. Thirteen, I cannot be in fear unless I believe that whatever I fear has more power than I do. Fourteen, how I feel is a reaction to what I believe. Fifteen, all disease is caused by the denial of negativity within. Sixteen, there are no victims. There are only lessons. Seventeen, I'm the only authority in my life. However, in an attempt to avoid taking responsibility for being that authority, I can choose to falsely believe that someone or something else has power over me. Eighteen, every person, place, or thing of which I become aware is a mirror and has the potential to be a gift. 19, at any given moment, I'm either giving love or asking for love. 20, I am that which I create. And maybe the most important one, especially for people living in these times, number 21, there are no limitations. If I have an experience that I define as a limitation, it is happening as a result of the way I think. The appearance of all limitation is merely an effect of error thinking. God has no limitations, and as an aspect of God, neither do I, unless I believe that I do, in which case I will create the appearance of limitation as a direct result of my belief. And you'll notice the continuing thread through all of that is belief. That's why I call E.T. Yoga the yoga of belief, because... The bottom line is what you believe is. That's the bottom line. You're the creator of your external reality. It is your beliefs, your definitions, your emotions, your intentions that create the outer world 
that you experience. And the reason that we collectively experience the outer world that we do is because it's a reflection of our beliefs. And unfortunately, as I pointed out at the top of the show, when you let somebody else, especially negative people, control your observations and your perceptions, then they can, they also, they direct your attention and they also control your behavior. So it, it is a, like a um, highly, highly important to not let yourself be brainwashed. In fact, okay, one of the reasons I shut off cable TV t- over 20 years ago is I refused to pay to be brainwashed. So if you're watching that crap, then you agree to be brainwashed or you just don't believe that the technology works. And here's a couple of interesting quotes to think about. He who controls the past controls the future. He who controls the present controls the past. And guess where that comes from? George Orwell, 1984, his book. I'd like to now move on to a really heavy concept that was brought up by Sri Ramana Maharshi. And if you don't know who Sri Ramana Maharshi is, uh, well, I highly recommend his book, The Path of Self-Knowledge, because if there was ever a guy (laughs) you could point to that became self-realized, or actually you can call it ascended in a physical form, It was Sri Ramana Maharshi. And um, he's the one that came up with uh, this uh, Who Am I technique, which is called the Vachara. And I want to share with you a basic thesis of his that very few people know about. Um, It was Sri Ramana's basic thesis that the individual self is nothing more than a thought or an idea. He said that this thought, which he called I thought, originates from a place called the heart center, which he located in the right side of the chest in the human body. From there, the thought I rises up to the brain and identifies itself with the body. I am the body. It then creates the illusion that there is a mind or an individual self which inhabits the body and which controls all the thoughts and actions. The I thought accomplishes this by identifying itself with all the thoughts and actions and perceptions that go on in the body. For example, I'm doing this, I'm thinking this, I'm feeling happy, etc. Thus, the idea that one is an individual person is generated and sustained by the I thought and by its habit of constantly attaching itself to all the thoughts that arise. Sri Ramana maintained that one could reverse this process by depriving the I thought of all the thoughts and perceptions that it normally identifies with. Sri Ramana taught that this I thought is 
actually an unreal entity and that it only appears to exist when it identifies itself with other thoughts. He said that if one can break the connection between the I thought and the thoughts it identifies with, then the I thought itself will subside and finally disappear. And Sri Ramana suggested that this could be done by holding on to the I thought. That is the inner feeling of I or I am and excluding all other thoughts as an aid for keeping one's attention on this inner feeling of I, he recommended we could constantly question oneself, who am I, or where does this I come from? He said that if one could keep one's attention on this inner feeling of I, and if one can exclude all other thoughts from the I thought, the I thought will start to subside into the heart center. This, according to Sri Ramana, is as much as the devotee can do by himself. When the devotee has freed his mind of all thoughts, except the I-thought, the power of the self pulls the I-thought back into the heart center and eventually destroys it so completely that it never rises again. This is the moment of self-realization. When that happens, the mind and the individual self, both of which Sri Ramana equated with the I thought, are destroyed forever and only the Atman of the self then remains. And it's clear that the, it, that, and is said that the thought I is the first to appear and the last to disappear. And that's about the only practical explanation of actually self-realization that I've ever found or heard or read about from Sri Ramana Maharshi. I'd like to now um, go on to another, I find, uh, it's a new age topic. It's called Andara crystals, and a lot of people still haven't heard about them. A-N-D-A-R-A, Andara crystals were found in monatomic fields. They fluctuate in, in, in different dimensions. They uh, resonate with 5D frequency, I believe about 40 megahertz. Oh, and by the way, the Earth's Schumann resonance right now is 32 and steady. Uh, for thousands and thousands of years, it was 7.83. Then uh, somewhere, I don't know, I don't know the dates here, so you can't you know, hold me to the dates, but somewhere in the 90s or pushing 2000, I don't know, it, it kind of went up a bit. And then it was um, in the last few years that they measured um, around, uh, they said it was around, uh, uh, around 12, but it's been spiking into apparently hundreds but it's steady at 32 and apparently 5d is 40. So, you know, for those that don't believe in ascension, don't even know about ascension, um, the earth is ascending. It's raising its frequency. 
And um, sooner or later, there will be a time split. And um, sooner or later, we're going to have this solar flash because if we don't have the solar flash, then uh, pretty much we're all screwed because um, AI is going to have this place tightened up, I'd say at the latest by 2028. That's a question that came up at Project Camelot when Ishmael Perez was on the um, uh, Project Camelot interview with Kerry Cassidy. And the question came up, like, what's stopping AI from taking over by 2028? Well, there's nothing because nobody's, nobody's trying to stop it. It's already out of control. Absolutely not under anybody's control, operating by on its own. And nobody's even even remotely working on trying to stop the AI to take over. Everybody's too lost in the COVID thing or the wars that are going on and all the other distractions. Well, the big problem, the big elephant in the room, nobody wants to talk about. Absolutely nobody. It's 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 totally bizarre. Totally bizarre. You got an AI red queen that controls all communication on this planet, including military. It, it's it's totally out of control. Connected in nodes to other AI programs like Animus and the Red Queen and the Orion. Of course, society doesn't know about any of this stuff, but the fact is, is open your eyes, take a look at what 5G towers are. That's the rollout of AI. And everything's frequency. You can send, you can cure people with frequency. You can pass on disease through frequency. The Pleiadians have even said they pass on disease even through television that they were destroying a whole generation of kids just from the television alone. That's how advanced the technology is. Like, like uh, we're like, uh, we've all had lobotomies here. Don't have a clue what's going on. And these Andaras are a good thing to have with you because, and I'll explain some of the, the technical aspects of them. Andara is the name of uh, to identify prima matra. Prima matra is original matter. And these prima matra crystals, and uh, the find in California was originally seeded for prima matra by those we call the time walkers in conjunction with the high devas mythologically called the unicorns. Approximately 2,000 years after the interdimensional implosion, a Lemurian temple complex was raised on the site, the name of which was Andara, meaning light of beauty and perfection. The primary purpose of this complex was in working with the prima matra powders, crystals, and water on the land. And uh, one of the temples in this complex was dedicated to the ancient archetype known to the Egyptians as Sekhmet and to the Assyrians as Ishtar. And while Andara was originally a Lemurian colony, there, there are those who participated in this Andara complex became their own race. And by this we mean that through their purposeful interaction with the Prima Matra, they transmuted their crystalline DNA, becoming a highly futurized form of human being, even more developed in their light matrix than the Lemurians of that age. And that... Thus, uh, these colonists advanced from Lemurians 
to Andarians. Andara crystals were formed inside a no-time hyperfield, creating within them a kinesthetic continuum. This is a continuum that allows a moving time field within the elemental and structural composition of the crystal formation. Understanding a kinesthetic continuum would involve a complex dissertation in an, e in an area of science that nobody here really knows anything about. But utilizing the Andara crystals, one may interact with Athena's net. This net moves matter beyond the time barriers. Access to Athena's net allows soul matter, units of integration within the future forms of spirit matter. Thus, the Andara crystals contain the most concentrated charge of the monofield, hyperfield, and kinesthetic continuum. And in this respect, they're even more potent than the prima matra powders. So I don't know, you know what could be more impressive than that. I'd like to now uh, give my uh, best uh, wishes towards the to listening audience for your success in attaining full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And um, as usual, I like to close each program sharing with you one of Sri Ramana. Maharshi's techniques, which is called the Who Am I technique, which for me turned out to be the most powerful technique I ever used. And um, if I could only do two things in life, it would be use meditation techniques and the Who Am I technique. And um, I thank uh, Baba Ram Das actually for um, writing an article that uh, uh, included the directions to do this technique that appeared in the Georgia Strait newspaper uh, from in, back in, uh, uh, I don't know, the 70s in uh, British Columbia and Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And basically, the idea here is that uh, you put your full attention in the center of your forehead and you um, ask the question, who am I? And um, you can do that once, 10 times, whatever feels comfortable. But my suggestion is get to the highest place you know how to get to first. Then put your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part. It of is time to become a part of time.